What's up, everybody? We're back again with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I am your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, as always, Tommy Tomatis. You know, I just opened a beer. By the way, hey, how you doing? And I'll open this one, too. There we go. Eh, probably. I always double fist them. It's just kind of what I do. So, guys, anyway, we're going to do our usual thing. We're going to do a little Giants-Eagles recap of uh, what we saw from this past weekend. And then we'll do our, like, little... uh, you know, analysis of like around the league type stuff, and then make our week four picks. And whatever, just just just, just stay on the line. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah. keep it going. All right. Yeah. All right. So, Connie, uh, why don't we just uh, jump right into it? Let's get into the Giants. I was in Philly for uh, you know uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars visiting uh, you know the Eagles, and I got to see Dougie P on the sideline. I was right behind him actually. I was fifty yard line, about I don't know twenty rows up. Got to see him and stuff like that. Did Love get, Dougie. Did you get to kiss him? I, I really wish I could have. Yeah. Um, I really wish I could have had an opportunity like that one fan did on the uh, Monday night game in uh, you know San Francisco. Ran on the field. I would have ran. I wouldn't even like had the pink uh, you know little like yeah. flare. I always ran boy, right to him. Boy, Just kiss me, <laughs> dude. I know he fought a lawsuit on Bobby Wagner and Bobby. Did he really? Yeah. And Bobby's like, yeah, I heard about it, but like I'm more concerned for the security guard that got hurt chasing the guy. Yeah, I was like, he's like, you are not gonna win that lawsuit. Whatsoever. Well, get off the field, yeah, dude. Like, like stupid. Me? He's trying to get some money. So, yeah, well, you know, win, whatever. Do your thing. Anyway, let's not waste any time. Yeah. Connie, jump in me into it. What happened with this game this past weekend? Giants and the, uh, the, the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, um, you know, this game, like a lot of people expected, uh, what people didn't expect is two two and one teams facing each other. Oh, so um, that's fair. But, uh, you know, it, it was going to be an ugly game, you know. Both teams are kind of devoid at talent at multiple positions. Um, the Giants don't really have any receivers whatsoever. But what I loved about this game was the game plan. Um, Mike Kafka just called a brilliant game. Um, you know, the, the run game was working so well. Saquon Barkley, 31 carries, 146 yards. Good. Give him um, the ball, dude. Was just, you know, running all over the place. And Daniel Jones. Six carries for 68 yards and two touchdowns. And most of that was, uh, you know, they, what they were doing, which I think they should be doing more of um, consistently, was running these bootleg plays um, because it plays to Daniel Jones. Like, you know, you can choose to pass it, you can run it. Yep. And the Bears, like, thinking that the Bears would adapt and eventually play to shut that down, they just never did. And the Giants kept taking advantage of it. Um, and it just kept working. Like, Daniel Jones literally did not have to throw the ball. He threw the ball 13 times, completed 8 of 13 passes. For Shut seven, the hell seven, up. He seven. threw the ball that little? It was like Justin Fields, like a Justin Fields game. And Justin Fields Fair. actually threw the ball 22 times this game. But he was 8, for, career 13, high. eight for 13 <laughs> of 70, for 71 yards. And he, he got hurt, um, hurt his ankle midway through the game. Um, but, you know, when it, call, when it called upon him, he was efficient. Um he had one really nice deep ball to Darius Slayton that Darius Slayton drew a pass interference call, but still should have caught the ball and dropped it. Yeah, shockingly. Um, but uh, other than that, like you know, it was it was very limited, you know, throwing. And um, actually, he dealt with a couple drops. He had a couple really nice balls, but uh, the run game was just working. And even after Jones got hurt, Tyrod Taylor came in for a few plays. And got a concussion. Threw an interception on the, his first throw, oh. and uh, it was a deep ball. And you know, he, th- oh, he okay. thought he had a free play, um, but it was penalty on the Giants. And uh, oh. and then the next series, 
He actually had a really good run for a first down, but just took an ill-advised hit to the dome and knocked out. And then they didn't have another quarterback. So what they did was they had Saquon taking the snaps from shotgun and Jones lined up in the wildcat as a wide receiver, just to be out there to call the plays in the huddle, Okay, but had him out and they would just do run plays. Like either Barkley takes it or Barkley hands it off to Matt Burita. Wow. Um, but Hey, it worked. Yep. At that point, they it's all did, matters. at that point, all they needed to do was protect the lead. So it was okay. Um, Another good game from Daniel Bellinger. Uh, he, he had three catches for 23 yards, so that doesn't, like, you know, really matter. But the plays, the bootleg plays was, like, either he's open there or Jones is going to run it. And his presence alone allowed for the Giants, and Tanner Hudson for that matter, the other tight end, um, that allowed Jones to, you know, run it in for touchdowns both times because they were both on these plays. Um, so in that regard, like, you know, Ugly game, uh, you know. Again, devoid of talent. You got to make. You got to make do what yep. you got, and just try to game plan the best you could. And this Absolutely. game, like, was won by Mike Kafka and Brian Dable. Um, defensively, uh, I I watched Kayvon Thibodeau real closely, and th- he is a, a player. Um, I mean, he was constantly back there. Uh, the Giants did have like some issues with Justin Fields being a mobile quarterback. Like Fields that happens, like, yeah. yeah. Like mainly too because they have like their linebackers aren't great. Um, Tate Crowder actually had a pretty good game, um, but we know how like, much you love Tate Crowder. Yeah, but, like <laughs> when Fields gets you know past that first level, um, he's going to gain some yards. So they had some trouble with that, but the fact that they were getting back there and making him move. Um, consistently was a good sign. And Thibodeau was always back there, had four pressures, had a pass deflection that was negated because he ended up, after deflecting that pass, he laid a hit on Justin Fields uh, for roughing, clean that up. Um, Dexter Dexter Lawrence was an absolute monster this game. I like me some Dexter Lawrence. Uh, He is really becoming like a real – he's always been really good, but this game was like a big eye-opener because he was just – generating interior pressure and that was great to see um but all in all like you know uh defense was 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 pretty good uh bear side um you know i thought their defense i i really think like their defense wasn't that bad it was just the fact that their coordinator did not adapt to the giants game plan at all the giants took advantage of it i'm surprised at that too because you have a lot of defensive guys on that staff you got Eberflus, and then you have like just a good defensive staff all around with like a lot of influence there because Eberflus ran a lot of great defenses in Indianapolis. So I thought that they would have a little bit more, I don't know, better of an answer for the Giants' offense, so to speak. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, you think, uh, but they, they just really didn't. I mean, Roquan Smith had a great game; he was noticeable. Oh well, uh, that's yeah. The board. Um, Eddie Jackson had an interception. Um, so yeah, I mean, like. Obviously, you know, the Bears have a long way to go, uh, and so do the Giants. Um, and I think offensively, it really just shows. Like, I thought Fields actually, he was 11 of 22 for 174 yards. Career high. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like not a great game, but he just has nobody to throw to. Nothing. He's got um, no help. Clear Herbert had a pretty No good offensive game. line, dude. Yeah. His best receiver is like Cole Komet. So, you know? like, their offensive line, like, they're, uh, they're, Rookie, what left tackle? Who's like a um, uh, late round pick? 
Uh, he's actually been pretty good. They actually them. didn't they draft an offensive lineman? Didn't they draft Tevin Jenkins? Yeah, yeah is he's, he playing? But he's yeah, he is, but he's not the left tackle. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, they moved this guy in, and he's actually been doing a pretty good job. But um, but yeah, you know their offensive line, like I, they weren't t- like you know we they did a decent job protecting. I mean, like there's pressures and stuff, but Fields was like moving around a lot. But um, he does that. Yeah, he Fields had a, a really good deep ball um, at one point uh, to uh, Darnell Mooney. It was like a 56 yard throw. Um, that was impressive, but, uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, really not much to take away from this game. I mean, it's just, you know, both teams just need more talent. Hey, you but, know what? The Giants won. Yeah. That's what well, matters. Well, what and, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, I'm sorry, I interrupt yeah. you. This is like our, what, third week out of the four weeks of the season. We got to celebrate victories on each other. Yeah. Up top, dude. Up top right now. Let's That's how go. we do it. All right. Anyway, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just to see the Giants, like the coordinators uh, with the game plans and the schemes was just like such a breath of fresh air. And yeah. Like, that was my takeaway from this game was that, um, and you know, Dalen Jones did what he had to do. He, he played a good game again um, where like, you know, a game where you look at the stats and you're like, what, what, are you, what am I looking at? Um, but watching the game, I was like, I- I'm impressed now. Again, that always comes with the bigger question. Like, right. oh, is Daniel Jones a guy moving forward? No, he's not. Thank but, you. You know what? Like, I was listening to New York radio today, and they're like, we have to find out if Daniel Jones is a guy and all that kind of stuff. And, like, all I kept thinking was, they know. They know he's not. At this point, the question is, how long? Because, I mean, it depends. You know, like, if they're not in a place to draft a quarterback next year, trade for, sign, whatever. Well, I mean, sign. Throw that out, but Lamar Jackson. I know, but like, let's just say, like, that's kind of a pipe dream. Um, I would have thought, but, but regardless, it's it's a reach. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a reach. And if they're not in a position to draft one next year or even trade for one, like they could offer whatever they want, and they still, you know, you need two to tango. Uh huh. Um, like, I mean, Jones is probably your best option. You know. Do, running back another year and that like that's fine it doesn't that still doesn't like say long-term option but like if you have to you have to that's fine so like that's really what it comes down to me at this point like he's not your franchise quarterback but he is at least good enough to you know maybe you build up get some more weapons like you can you know you can work with it but he's not the long-term option but like the last two games from what i've seen from him He's been good, uh, and I'll just just give credit where credits due. Essentially, like, does it mean that I think that he's the guy? No, I don't. I do not believe that. No, I was, I was uh, like, I mean, I think you too, honestly. I was, but I, I was giving, I was at least giving it a chance. Yeah, the benefit of the doubt type yeah. of stuff. I get it. And like, meanwhile, fans to see how he does, all that kind of stuff. But well, but, also, it was it was yeah. happening regardless. Yes. Was like, well, no, of course. You know. Yeah. Right. But that's I, really I, need, need, I need to say no more. You, you yeah, get it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really all I have to say on that. All right. So with that said, I'll jump into the Eagles for a second uh, from the game this past weekend. Got Dougie P visiting Philadelphia. And I just have to give a shout out to the uh, the Eagles fan base on the standing ovation they gave him when he was announced at the stadium. Uh, the Eagles did a nice thing. They didn't have a tribute video or anything like that, but they did have a 
you know, welcome back Doug Peterson to Philadelphia. And they put the camera on him and he was clapping his hands and like everybody stood up and like, you know, tipped their cap to him and everything. It was very loud in there for that, that time, uh, you know, that time being. And then they uh, panned the camera over to the 2017 uh, uh, Super Bowl champions poster because, hey, you know what? He was the coach for it, yeah. you know, and it was not poster, banner, I should say. So with that said, um, let me just start with my experience and go into the game. This was the coldest I've ever been at a game in my entire life. And that envious of you. Oh, dude, it was brutal, dude. I was, uh, which we'll call it snowball, you know, cold, but, you know, not wet. This rain. This was rain, dude. It was different, yo. And uh, then I went to the Eagles and Saints game and back in 2013, which was Chip Kelly's first year, and they got a playoff game. That was like five degrees with like a negative like 10 wind chill. That was cold. But being cold and wet brings a whole yes. different dynamic to your experience. Um, I, had a, I had a rain jacket on, and it just soaked through. So it was, it was a bad experience. I couldn't stop but think how, how much I'd rather be in my living room watching this game. But I was in the stadium. I was in the stands. So, and, you know, as a, as a ticket member, you got to ha- I got extra perks this game. I got to be in, like, the club level and stuff to warm up and all that kind. And then it turns out from, like, the third quarter, actually from the end of the second quarter on, I watched the game in the club section with all, like, you know, inside, like, yeah. in the heated area. So that was kind of nice. So anyway, um, analysis of this game. I'm going to go ahead and give it to this is the Landon Dickerson, Miles Sanders, uh, James Bradbury, Hassan Reddick game. Yeah. Um, they were the guys that really stood out Big to me most. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen uh, the clips on uh, Twitter or, you know, social media going on. Landon Dickerson had like, you know, eight pancakes, eight pancakes in this game. Uh, he was a monster. And that's really encouraging to see because he was dealing with like a foot injury. And foot injuries on these type of big guys, you know, whether it's football and, like, when you hear the foot injuries on players in basketball, it's a big deal. And he's had them before. So. Right. You're, you're putting a lot of weight on these on these feet to be able to, you know, get your footing right and, you know, just get out of your stance and all that kind of stuff. So very encouraging to see from him. Um, I'm also going to give a lot of credit to uh, Jack Driscoll coming in from Mayalata playing Jack. left. Yeah, put Cousin Jack. Playing left tackle, which he uh, really um, focused on playing right guard, right tackle role for the Eagles. But uh, Jeff Stoutland, to his credit, man, one of the best one of the best coaches I think I've ever seen. Uh, he's a run game coordinator for the Eagles, and he's the offensive line coach. And this this man just like is just he just develops players, and players love him, and he just knows what to do in these kind of situations. So. Um, Driscoll came in from Mayalata. Mayalata was hurt on the interception return uh, for, from Jalen Hurts, the pick six that happened in the beginning of the game. And Driscoll played the rest of the way, and you wouldn't have even known because Driscoll played that good of a game. Um, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll just roll into the injuries really quick. So Sayomalu got hurt in this game too as well. I think it's going to be a high ankle sprain. So he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, Sirianni still says he has a chance to play this week, but – you know, Suopeta stepped in, and again, you wouldn't think like the offensive line missed a beat in this game. Played very well. Uh, Slay got injured in this game too. He had a forearm injury. He's going to play this week. He was a full participant in practice today, so that's great to uh, to hear. But Zach McPherson again came in. He played very well in that absence. And th- right now, as I'm talking, this gives me like 2017 vibes. Just depth. Yeah, just depth and players come in and this winning culture is just contagious and players are coming in and stepping up to the plate and just just being just 
players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know it's pretty vague that I just said, but anyway, um, Miles Sanders earned his contract this game. Uh, let me see. So let me go back to the. Carries, yeah, thank you. I was just awesome. Cups, awesome. Five yards per carry. Yeah. Dude just stays averaging five over five yards. Unbelievable. And from a guy who didn't get in the end zone last year, which is Miles Sanders, of course, the guy that we're talking about, for him to get in the end zone, like I think four times this year so far, very encouraging for him, and he's up for a big he's, contract. He's third in rushing right now behind Saquon. And right, Chubb. right. So awesome. Love to love to see that from Miles Sanders and a big integral part of this offense moving forward because the Eagles, I mean, while Jalen Hurts has really developed in the passing game, the running game is very important to this team. So also good to hear. Um, not a lot from the passing game, to be honest with you. Um, A.J. Brown had a – I'm in the weather conditions, yeah. you know. So A.J. Brown had a, you know, a great touchdown catch that – Got to the end zone that Dallas Goddard uh, was called for, I believe, um, illegal blocking downfield yeah. or offensive pass yeah. interference, something like that. It was a pick. Yeah, and you would think that the referee told the entire stadium that the dog died because they were very, very yeah. upset with the call. So, um, I don't know. It's a little tic-tac-y for me, but I understand why he called it, to be honest with you. But, I don't know. I think you could have let that go. but It's, it's just – it's the same thing with holding. Like, it's, you know, call it when you see fit. And yep. then, like, you know, you, you you can make the same argument that it's not a penalty for it being a penalty. It's, right. Yeah. And uh, Connor's boy, Jenny uh, Kenny G, had a tutty in this had game, tutty, too, as yeah, well. So He's been really good inside the red zone. He obviously. has been. I see that Kenny G normally gets his carries inside the red zone. Yeah. So, that's very encouraging, especially for Connor's dynasty team moving forward. Uh, <laughs> well, no, you yeah, probably shouldn't yeah, at this point. Yeah. yeah, until they get understanding. But it is the Miles Sanders show going forward. Um, but it's nice to see them spread the ball out. And I'm a big Trey Sermon guy. So he had two carries, 19 yards, nine and a half yards per carry uh, with Boston Scott dealing with a rib injury. So I'd like to see him get the ball a little bit. I think that's going to increase as the season goes on. But I think they really like him. And I really like him too, especially because he's on my dynasty team. Yeah. <laughs> so – uh, with that said, uh, just good receiving uh, days by just A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Um, not much from Devontae or Quez. I mean, they got targets. Yeah, they got targets in this game. But, again, the weather conditions were terrible. I'm telling you, it was torrential downpours from start to finish of this game. And it was just I mean, brutal. Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles. Yes. Um, and, like, it just it just shows, like, yeah. what that condition can do to you. Right. Um. And, you know, just picking up real quick, I mean, like, on the Jacksonville side, I mean, this game, too, like, from Jacksonville's perspective, you can look at it like, hey, man, those conditions really got to us. We got out to an early lead, but, you know, four fumbles, like, that's not going to happen every week. It's not. Like, you just scrap this game be like, look, you know, we got to be more prepared for that, but we play in Jacksonville. We don't see that often. We don't see that often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That, too. So, Um, like, you know, both teams are at a disadvantage this game. But the Eagles, you know what? I gotta give it to them. This is what good teams do. They Absolutely. find a, they find a way to win. Nothing. Yeah, they I mean, find yeah. a way to win, man. And yeah. I know everyone's gonna say it's just the Jaguars, but this is a number one rush defense, and the Eagles put up over two hundred yards uh, on the guys. I, I, I tell you what, this isn't the same old Jaguars. I mean, it's this not. defense. I mean, first off, Devin, Devin Lloyd. Yes, Devin Lloyd, thank you. Right now, he's rookie defensive player of the year. Could be, yeah. Three. Uh, you know, 14 tackles. Dude's just been a monster. I, we both love De- Devin Lloyd coming out I did out too, of yeah, yeah. I love um, the size of him coming out of Utah. Josh Allen's been one of the best pass yep. rushers um, in the league. He had a sack this game, seven tackles. He's been great. 
Trayvon Walker, another good game. Yep. Um, he's really impressed me, um, and I'm sure you too. Yep. Uh, because we both, uh, as everyone knows, you know, didn't not didn't have high hopes for him, but like didn't we question the pick, um, questioned his readiness and you know his ability. He's come in, and done a really good job. Yeah. I'm impressed with what I see from him. So like again. You know, this defense is legit, um, and the Jaguars as a whole are a pretty good team. They are and, pretty good. Um, yeah, I think I really do think the conditions, like, got to them a bit. They, they lost a couple scoring opportunities to, to bad fumbles and stuff. But just credit the Eagles for, you know, both teams playing in those same conditions. Yeah. And the Eagles got it done. They stuck to the, the run game that was working, and – you know, they won the game. That's yeah. All it is. And one more touch on offense where I move on to the defense really fast. Um, I got to give credit to even Lane Johnson. I know I don't talk about him much, but I mean, he's been... he came in with going against Josh Allen yeah. and uh, Trayvon Walker, probably one of the better pass rushers in this league to start the season, I should say. And he shut them down every freaking time, won yeah. every battle. Um, if you guys follow Brian Baldinger on uh, Twitter. He is a great follow. Yes, he is a great follow. Breaks down a lot of stuff around the league. And a lot of offensive line slash defensive line play and even quarterback play it breaks yeah. down a lot of stuff. So I highly advise you guys to follow him. Uh, great breakdown of Lane Johnson in this game. Uh, won a lot of battles on the line of scrimmage, which you love to see. So defensive wise, as I started out with my standouts, um, Hassan Reddick with uh, you know two sacks I think today yep. and a two forced fumbles I believe he had too as well. And Connor, I'm going to ask you, how many players do you think have more sacks? Wait. How many wait combined sacks and forced fumbles? How many players have more than Hassan Reddick? OC Manura. Well, this year. The question the answer is zero. Zero. Yeah. zero. It's Hassan Reddick. So I love to see that. And the NFC defensive player of the week this week, which I love to see. Um, Eagles have out of the first four weeks, they have three defensive player of the week um, awards, which week two went to Darius Slay, week three went to Brandon Graham, and week four went to Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Which I love to see. And with an offensive player of the month in the NFC, which was Jalen Hurts. So love to see that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, right now, the I mean, this has been going on, but the Eagles are just looking like uh, just the most complete team. I'll, I'll at least say just for the NFC, they are by far the most complete team. Um, you know, I think on paper, like – we had some questions going in, but those questions I think so far have been answered. And just the way they're playing, I think they're playing at, I think they're playing above what they are on paper. And that's not saying that they're overachieving. I just think players are playing better. Yep. They're like, you know, either like second year guys, you know, whatever. Like the players are getting better. Right. Um they're like, you know. The got the new guys that have come in are fitting in perfectly. Yep. Um, perfect mindset yeah, guys like, to come it's in. It's just here. it's like it's a perfect storm of good stuff. Yeah, and they're gonna have a lot of decisions to make this offseason, but I'm not even thinking about Who that. Cares? You gotta make the run here. Yeah. And I tagged you in the uh, post Jalen Hurts at his press conference today, and none of the none of the announcer or not announcers, none of the press guys asked about the Cardinals this week. And Jalen at the end of his at the end of his press conference, like, okay, that's all. And Jalen's like, you know what? You guys didn't ask me any question about the Cardinals. Um, they're a good team, disruptive defensive front, uh, fast secondary. Um, they're a good team. And, you know, we shouldn't downplay this. They're a very they're they're good, and it's gonna be a tough task for us. So, you know, not gonna have any of that. Yeah. So 
So love to see that he's locked in every game. I, I absolutely love yeah, that. I mean, and that's what I expect from a Nick Saban type of player who's coming out. It's a mindset of him just being in college. If and you stuff. put his head on like every player's shoulders, oh, like, dude. forget about it. If I could put his head on Aaron Rodgers, he would have won six Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. Hands yeah. down. Hands down. Um, so defensive side, I just mentioned Hassan Reddick um, had a fumble, had a forced uh, sack fumble to seal the game against uh, Trevor Lawrence, which is awesome. And he was very disruptive. And I love when defensive linemen do this, when they can't quite get to the quarterback to sack them, they stick their arm out. Oh, yeah, right. That's another good one. If anyone in uh, – obviously no one can see, but Connor has hands up, which is cool because you want to go for the batted balls and stuff yep. like that. Obviously you want to do that. But oh, hands out. Hands yeah. Out, hands, hands out to try to strip the ball. And yeah. that's what Hassan Reddick does. That's his game. And uh, it paid dividends in this game. Um, great play by James Bradbury, I got to say. Um, James Bradbury had a, a zone assignment, I believe, like a cover a cover three, I think he had, which he was going to drop back, but he took himself off of the receiver that was streaking downfield in the end zone, and Christian Kirk was coming towards the sideline. He read Trevor's yeah, eyes the entire was, way and picked the ball off, yeah. and hey, what a, what, a, what a clutch play to make. So uh, James Bradbury has been just a breath Jeez. of fresh air, probably one of the better one-two corners that we've seen since probably – I don't know, um, um, probably um, – oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Troy Vincent and Bobby Troy. Taylor or um, Troy Vincent and um, – no, Bobby Taylor, I probably would say. Yeah, maybe um, – I really thought Asante and Namdi Asuma would be those oh, two, yeah. but, you know, that really sucked. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, good game from pretty much the defense in general. I mean, if it wasn't for the pick six, Eagles went 29-14. Yeah. Uh, in this game. So TJ Edwards has been awesome. I got to throw that out there. Him and Kazir, uh, Kazir White have been great. Um, TJ Edwards is going to be a very tough decision to make because his contract's up this year. And this guy should be making like $10 million a year. Uh, he's been, he's been unbelievable, but let that, let that, you know, settle in. Um, I do want Chauncey Gardner Johnson to settle in a little bit better at safety. Um, I know it's only four weeks into the season, but you know, Hey, Growing steps. Yeah. But Noah Vante Maddox this game. Um, Darius Slay was out in the beginning of this game. So the defensive side of the ball was really down. Uh, but they they held it. And guys stepped in and they played well. Um, Josiah Scott probably should have played, you know, probably I would like him to play a little bit better for concentrating in the uh, slot and at the safety position. But that's okay. You know what? They won the game. That's all that matters. Move on to the next. Got the Cardinals up. Let's get a little bit healthy. And I'll get you know what I'll get in, I'll get into the uh, the injuries and what I think about it into the week five picks when we pick the Eagles and the Giants game. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, we can move on to what we saw around the league really fast if you want to. Yep. Um, but let me just pause here if you don't mind. All right, so let's just go down uh, the list. So, uh, Viking Saints uh, was actually you know a very fun game in London. We were watching that inside the stadium. A lot of uh, Eagles fans and I. Yeah, uh, came down to the last couple plays. Uh, Will Lutz made a big kick from 60 to tie it. Vikings came back down the field. Justin Jefferson, you know, what else can you say? Yep. Uh, made a big play. Great throw by Kirky um, to set that up. Took the lead. Saints marched back down. I believe it was a 61-yard field goal now. It was one yard longer. You're right. And I don't know how this didn't go in. He kicked it, and it was on the inside post, so it's looking like – it's going to clip the inside and like bounce through, but it 
just like if it was literally probably less than an inch mm-hmm. to the right for them facing. It would probably uh, bounce it, in. It bounces in. Yep. This bounces, hits the crossbar, bounces out. Uh, Saints lose, but hey, it was a fun game. Um, I thought Andy Dalton did a pretty good job. And I just um, gotta be a dick real fast. Yeah. Uh, sorry, earmuffs. I gotta be a dick real fast. Um, Jalen Rager, what a great game. Yeah. Another yeah. zero catch, yeah, zero, yeah. zero yards. All right, ready to go, buddy. Shocking. <laughs> but uh, Vikings bounce back. Um, well, I mean, they won last week, but uh, they did. But you know. They got a good win here. Three and um, one. I'm telling you, this yeah. Minnesota Vikings team, as they keep racking wins together, I think they're going to be a contender. In Their the only NFC. loss is to the best team in the NFC right now. Thank you. Season. Yeah. Um, and you know, just real quick on the Saints, Chris Olave. Oh, he dude. continues to press right now. I think he's ahead for offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. What a hit, by the way, in our dynasty league. Oh, for sure. I got Drake London, Jamison Williams, who I think is going to be a player, but we have yet to see him yeah, play. I'm and then sure. I got Olave. Yeah. That's that's just a yeah, massive loss right there. Yeah. Um, and the only reason that I had reservations on a lot of it was quarterback play, but he's, um, you know, uh, transcending that. Yep. With just his route running, which has been a strong suit. But great game from him. I'm really excited to watch him moving forward. Uh, Me too. Next game, Browns and Falcons. Uh, like Falcons pulling away. The Brown, like you know, again Nick Chubb. Like I said, just dude. Just averages 115 yards every be game. Nothing without him. The most, it would be nothing. The most underrated, underappreciated running back in the league. He's second in rushing right now. Yep. Um, this dude needs to be going top five in fantasy drafts every year. It's it's astounding that I got him in the second round. Um, I did, yeah. He, but he, he just always he's just Mister Consistent. Always does this. Um, you know, maybe he takes a couple spots back because of the presence of Kareem Hunt. Yep. But even with Kareem Hunt, he just does this. Right? I think he I think he would take a couple spots back in drafting without Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I think I, having the change of pace for him to get a breather keeps him fresh. Sure, but like and getting this yards. But who knows like what the reason is for like why he's like Unstoppable, and why he doesn't isn't like recognized as one yeah. of the best offensive players in the league. I don't know. I think not having a quarterback really like turned them off probably on the Browns this year because I think last year Nick Chubb was like a first round pick, and I think that just really turned them off. I don't know, but is Baker really that much better than Jacoby Brissett? At this point, I would say no. I would say no too, I mean, man. DJ uh, Moore is done with him. He's just over it, as he should yeah, be. I he mean, should be too. It's it's really ridiculous. Yeah, right? he should be too. But, I mean, the Falcons to pull through and win this game, I didn't see – like, I don't know. I, I didn't see it coming. I thought the Browns would run all over them, and they, they did to their credit. They really did. But, hey, you know what? Tyler Algier. Yeah, and he's he's going to be getting a lot of looks. He uh, is now with Cordell Patterson yeah. getting hurt, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, credit to the Falcons for getting a gritty win like that. Yeah. Um, you know, Joku continues to be – I mean, Amari uh, Cooper was a non-factor, which I think was the, you know, big part of why they lost this game. But David Njoku continues to be a factor for this offense, and that's exciting to see because we know his talent and he never got into show. I know. Um, so I, I like that he's at least, you know, uh, getting there with that. Yeah, um, same here, same here. Uh, where should we jump to? You want to jump to um... – like, Cow- know, Cowboys Commanders? I'm just going to go there. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, NFC East game. Let's yeah. do it. So, uh, real takeaways from this, um, I would say just both on the offense side of the ball. Cooper Rush, man, I'm telling you, like, I'm not – I'm still not there on the whole, like, QB controversy. Um, 
I thing. will never be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> never. I'm not. I'm not there yet. But like I said, you're doing last your week, job. Last, like I said last week, I mean, this this kid can play. Like he can play. He can play. Like I mean, he he throws a good ball. He's efficient. He's accurate. Uh, the touchdown to Gallup was a great throw. Uh, he continues to impress me. And I mean, look, he's four and zero in his career, and that there's something to be said about that. Like yep. he. I I really like you know what I'm what I'm seeing from Cooper Rush and credit you know who that. I don't like what I'm seeing from Carson Wentz yeah uh, woof yeah I mean this was like so I feel like so far this year he's had two games where it's like okay like that's typical Carson like you know okay you know, give give me the pass yards give me the touchdowns and stuff where yep. like I can work with it I, like the the good slightly outweighs the bad and then there's these games where the bad outweighs the good and mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Um, was not decisive at all um, with you know with the football. By the way, everybody, Connie's doing a hockey draft right now too, as well. So we got to multitask here. Yeah. But you know what, Connor, if you got to take a break for a second, I make your pick. I get it. I get it. Picking at will. There you go. Do um, your thing, baby. But uh, remember, your fucking your guys are going to score goals, obviously, and your first line power play units. Yep. Big, big, big yeah. things. Right, but um, but yeah, I mean, like first off, like to like. I mean, the, the the run game with Dallas, like, Zeke is just – the first two games was like, all right, I'm seeing it there. He didn't get a lot of carries, but, like, he's getting these yards. And then, like, this game, 19 carries, 49 yards. Not going to work for me. I well, I mean, look gonna... at Tony Pollard. I know. It's – And, like, that's credit to Washington's front, you know, because, like, true. Jonathan Washington... Allen and Deron Payne, they're going to do the things. They have a good front. Yeah, they do. Um, John yeah. Dotson, another week, another touchdown. Yeah. Um, good yeah. Him. He got a little banged up, but, like – somewhere. Jason is smiling. Yeah, because Jay, there's no bigger fan than John Thompson that I met than, yes, than, than Jason. Than yeah. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Um, Antonio Gibson has become like just a forgotten. Like I think Brian Robinson's really good, who's coming back. He's ready. Yeah, I think. I think he's gonna really start to take over that. Yep. Um, so I'm here. I'm gonna say this. Uh, I think they got to move on from Outer Bear. Yeah, I think um, so too. Um, like yeah, yeah I agree. Like, I, I I think they so. have to. Get him in a front office role. Get some sure. better culture there. Like, sure. Because I don't think any team in the NFL needs a better culture oh. in the front office than the Washington Commanders. I think you'll back yeah. me up on that. So to have Ron Rivera there and then get that influx of, like, you know, just a good coordinator or, like, to have a head coach and, like, you know, make that impact on the field. I don't know. They um, need to start from the top. They do. Rip it all down. Yeah. Rip it all, it all down. down. I agree. Yeah. Is Bruce Allen still there, by the way? I'm, I'm not sure if he is. I think he is. I think he I is, think. too. I didn't see he left or anything like yeah. that. So, yeah, get him out of there. Put Ron Rivera in that position and move on. Yeah. Um, okay, so that takes us to uh, Seattle-Detroit, which was a very fun game. I didn't see this coming. Yeah, uh, I didn't either. Um, so, just a couple of things. Like, Detroit remains, like, one of the most fun teams to watch because they have the number one scoring offense right now, and they have the 32nd. Uh, ranked scoring defense. Uh, so you know when when a team has that, you know you got to tune in every week. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just it's gonna be so much fun to watch. Yeah, so and, yeah. you know, uh, to Detroit's credit on offense, Jared Goff, twenty six of thirty nine, damn near four hundred yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Dude continues to get the job done. Jamal Williams, huge game. 
19 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson ruined me in fantasy this week. Yeah, he was a beast. Um, I played him in two leagues, eight catches, 179 yards, two tubs. Um, and, you know, Josh Reynolds had a good game as well, which we talked about last week. What but, is Jamison Williams going to do when Josh Reynolds that's, that's is rolling? That's what I'm saying. You know? like, I'm like, dude, this offense is for real. Yeah. Like, they are legit good. Dan Campbell, like, he has his offense buzzing. Uh, and we always knew that they were still a work in progress. So, like, yeah, their defense is bad, but they don't have any – like, they have Aiden Hutchinson, like, you know, their young stud to kind of build around there. But, like, everyone else is, you know, just kind of castaways, and you'll get there. So, take the positives with the negatives. You're you're in a good position right now. To have, yep. Like, defense is easier to fix than having – uh, a low scoring offense. Like you're in a good position. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And to be honest, like nobody wants that. Yes. They should, depending on where they finish. Yes. They should have their eyes on a quarterback, but you don't like, look, golf is working right now. Like it's not like, you know, if you decide to wait another year and focus on defense, do it. Do like, it. You got that. I'm with it. Um, Seahawks side. I mean, Gino, this dude, He's playing out of his mind right now. I don't get it. I don't get it either, but I'm here for it. And man, like, I'm 20... here for as long as it lasts for it. Exactly. Not, Ride the wave. You just know it's going to end at some point. And this is like – I said this to my friend uh, John today, John Carlo, and we were talking about Gino and, like, the, the points he put up with their offense. This is a team that's going to win, like, like the first five games, four out of the five, right? And then I'm gonna raffle on like nine straight losses. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, coming. this is but, this is what the, this is what this team is. But I, if you're a Seahawks fan, I mean, at least they're fun. Yeah, like which I thought that they would probably be the least fun team. Right, but they're fun. Me too. You know, twenty three of 30, 320, two tubs. Rashad Penny had a monster game. Yes, he did. He runs hard. Dude. Yeah, he does. I love watching him. Gino had some nice runs too. And you know what? I thought that both the receivers, DK and Lockett, would be non-factors with Gino or really Drew Locke as a quarterback. They're DK, seven for 149. Lockett, six for 91. They're getting ju- like just the amount of looks and production that they got with Russ, if not better right now. Yeah. Like, like, so the Seahawks, like, well, you know, we know that they're not like content. Yeah, they're two and two. They're scoring points and it looks great. We know that, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to sustain this, but Hey, ride the wave. Ride the wave. Ride I agree wave. with you, man. I agree with you. Um, let's show, Can we jump to Jet Steelers for a second? Yes. Okay, cool. Because nice having Zach Wilson back because when the Eagles played the Jets in this game, uh, or not in this preseason, game, but like yeah. preseason, and he got hurt, I thought he was done. Mm-hmm. Like it was non-contact. He was running, and his knee just like locked up. It was like an ACL injury. But luckily he got away with it, and he came back, which yeah. is great. Um there's a there's a there's a video going around on Twitter where it's like the difference between Mitch Trubisky and like Kenny Pickett because spoiler alert Kenny Pickett started the second half of this game and he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers moving forward and probably no one's excited more than probably your family and my family who are yeah. both Steelers fans um, so Mitch Trubisky they had like this clip of Mitch Trubisky getting like pressure and him just ducking and just taking the sack yeah. and then Kenny Pickett getting pressure and he just lofts it up to, like, uh, Pratt Fryermuth, and he gets to catch at, like, the two-yard line. So he's not afraid of pressure, which I like to see from a young kid like that. And, you know, I like that moving forward. But I did see this as a game the Jets could win just based on the fact that the Steelers' offense just looks, like, anemic. anemic. Yes, exactly the word I was going to use. And Najee Harris is just, like, 
Not like, yeah, like yeah, you had seventy four yards, which like it's sad that like I'm saying seventy four yards is a good game from you at this point, yep. even on eighteen carries. But like he has just looked like nothing. Like he's not like not elusive, no burst, not, pow- not yep. powerful, nothing. I'm just like what like what's going on? With he you? looks like uh, he looks like um. What's that freaking Trent Richardson? That's yeah, what he looks like. like that's me. what he looks like. That's right what now. he looks like. It's right like now. just piling through for a yard, mm-hmm. like every time. And like, like everybody in their fantasy league in the first round probably missed, besides anybody that took Cooper Cup. Oh yeah, just because you get the PPR in a PPR Jefferson. league. Yeah, and Jefferson of yeah. course. Yes, which yeah. I probably should. I draft. I drafted Najee in one league. Like, I drafted Najee in one yeah. league. I drafted Derrick Henry in another, and I drafted Dalvin Cook in another. Christian yeah. McCaffrey. I was like, you know what? I have all these like leagues. Why not take a chance on Christian McCaffrey and like one of them, right? Yeah. So I did that. But um, stupid me. I, I yeah. I just <laughs> want to point out like both the quarterbacks. So uh, I I also said like I was not a Kenny Pickett fan coming out. Uh-huh. Um, but Two I've, gloves. I've made yeah. I've, I've made it very clear that I'm rooting for him to prove me wrong, um, and I will continue to do that. And I've been calling for Kenny Pickett to start ever since week one. Yep. I am saying where the Steelers are at, they just drafted this quarterback. What Mitch Trubisky brings you, there's no reason for him to be starting. Just throw Kenny Pickett in there, develop him. Don't expect much, but like get, you know, get the kinks out, throw him to the wolves. Take the growing pains. It'll it'll pay off dividends later in it. Like, you know, it could pay off this year, it could pay off next year, whatever. And to be honest with you, like, first off, he had three interceptions. Those are the only incomplete passes that he had, or <laughs> non-completed passes he had. The one was at the end, a Hail Mary. Okay, whatever. Yeah. The other one was tipped. Okay. Um, and then there was one that was, like, a low, you know, interception. Like, he actually had um, more, like, uh, I think big throws are, like, good worthy throws or whatever than turnover worthy throws You're even, with, guy, huh? even with three interceptions <laughs> yeah. well i was i watched the game so yeah, like, yeah, i yeah. understand it when i was like yeah Fair threw the one at the end and one got tipped. turnover worthy right. plays yeah you know, right. but you know what he he put them in a position to win got that you know got that first yep. down yep. got that touchdown run um he had two touchdown runs um put them in position to win like i like to see that i was impressed with what i saw from kenny Pitt coming into the game and then putting your team on your back when you have all this pressure. Didn't seem like it phased him. Uh, I like what I saw from Pickett. Um, I'm glad that he's the quarterback moving forward. Um, I hope that he progresses and ultimately proves me wrong that he can be their franchise guy. But I like what I saw from him. On the other side, Zach Wilson, I was very impressed with what I saw from him. He had two picks. Um, One of them was a, a pretty bad one. And that's kind of been like, you know, his thing where he's going to throw those. But I feel like he's a gunslinger. So you're going to get that. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to get that. But outside of that, he showed poise. He made a couple great throws. One throw to Corey Davis um, for a first down, a big first down, tight window throw that actually kind of sealed the game that led to the Brees Hall game winning touchdown. Um, that That's what I want to see from Wilson. When the game's on the line, you're down and you march your team into enemy territory, put yourself in a position to at least tie it, but then keep marching and going for the win like yep. that and set up the Brees Hall run. Love to see it. That's great from Wilson. I think that's going to like really boost his confidence yep. and just the Jets' confidence 
And yeah, you know, look, right now they're they're two and two. Okay, they're they're right into the mix. Right, right? in the mix. That's all. That's we what I'd ask we for. don't have high expectations for the Jets, but what they need to be this year is at least in the hunt until they're not. Give me something. Be in the hunt. Yeah, yeah something. Be in the hunt till the end of the year. They haven't been anything since 2015. Exactly. And so. now there really isn't like, are they this completed roster? No, but like they have a roster that it's like you should be in the hunt. Yes. Like you should be like if you finish like, you know, what, seven and ten, like like, but you're, you know, in the hunt till like maybe like the last two games pulled apart, or like eight and nine, like that's something where I can work with. Yeah, now, obviously you'd be better, which would be nice, but yeah. like that's something where it's like, okay, like you know, and you're being in games. You know like, where you're strong can, at. You know where yeah. you're weak at. Yeah. You know exactly. You, you can. You can you that's can, what I want to see. In you games capitalize like, on that kind games of stuff. Like yeah. this are a good indicator of you know what's to come. So I'm very impressed with both young quarterbacks. Um, Brees Hall is looking like he's slowly becoming the the bell cow. He had another great game. I'm really excited for him. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, they got weapons. They got weapons. They do at the, at the receiver position. Does so. Denzel Mims get traded? Do you think? Does he get traded? Yeah, I, eventually, or you know, I just caught him. Yeah, just caught like him. something's gonna yeah. happen, but whatever. Because you can't let him just be inactive when he asks for a trade. That just shows yeah. his value. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but whatever. Um, all right, uh, so uh, Titans Colts. Yeah. Um, so this I wanted to start off with. Yeah, uh, good. I'm glad because. Yes, I'm hitting it too. I'm in the panic yep. button on the Colts, and um, especially if tomorrow. Okay, so this um, this Twitter handle, I gotta get it. He's like, you know, the Eagles off their great start. Who do you see them making a trade for? To like, because obviously they're gonna make a trade at the trade deadline. Most teams that are in it like make that like trade to improve the roster to like get that extra umph. So my trade scenario was the Eagles getting Yannick and Gakwe. From the Colts, if the Colts continue to struggle and get that rotation better from the defensive side of the ball, which I know the Eagles love, makes the most sense. For it. And especially because tomorrow night, the Colts are at a disadvantage. They got no Shaquille Griffin. Uh, not Shaquille Griffin. Leonard. Leonard, thank you so much. I even knew it was wrong when I said it. No, and no second. Jonathan Taylor yeah. tomorrow, which honestly, I mean. Your two best players. Yeah, but like, what has Jonathan Taylor done? Yeah, no, he hasn't. But I, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, Naheem Hines, now, start him. Even start now, him. like you're playing without your two best players. Yeah. Each side of the football. And so. Michael Pittman's banged up too a little bit. So. I hope he plays. So I yeah, I think I think he's going to play. Yeah, because they got to have something from somebody. But, yeah. And, like, you know, Matt Ryan, like, first off, like, he didn't have, like, a, a, a horrific game. Like, they didn't lose because of Matt Ryan in this game. They lost because of him in past games this right. year. But, um, look, you know what, Colts, I'm done with the whole – Let's each year filter in old washed up quarterbacks. Yeah, they've done this for the last three, four years. Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan it is getting them nowhere. Yes. And I just came out. Jim Irsay is like Chris like Ballard. Ballard and, and, and look, right. we we both have lauded in the past. We're both big fans of Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. Yeah. I'm with Ursay. I think done. Ballard could have done more. He definitely could have, but that's what he I'm saying. He just drafts. Like, he doesn't make big free agent signings. He's you know? been good for a while where it's almost like you give him a pass for like, oh, well, you know, he's done that. So, like, maybe he's got something else, like, right. up his sleeve or something. But it's been stagnant for the last few years where it shouldn't have been. Should like, have been. you should have won the division for the last couple of years, um, and you didn't. Yeah, no, uh, you didn't. And like 
and, and again, and you know, still Frank Reich too, the quarterback whisperer. I I've always sung Frank Reich's praises. I know you have too. Yes, he was with Philly, had that year with Carson, but. And, and you know what, to Frank Reich's a little bit to his credit, like he doesn't get to make the roster. I mean, I know he had some hand in Carson, but like doesn't get to make the roster decisions. He's probably involved, but at the end of the day, you know, it's Chris Ballard and stuff. But like, so it's it's kind of like, hey, we need to stop with these recycled of course. old quarterbacks. Let's just retool. But I don't know if they're going to have the chance to do that because no, right now, like the way that this year is going – if I'm Ursay, I'm not giving them another chance. Right. Like you've had your chances. You've had the Philip Rivers. You've had the Carson Wentz. You've had the Matt Ryan. And you guys have made that decision to go that route. Right. Instead of like being like, hey, we need to retool. And you're going nowhere with it. So I'm like, I'm hitting the panic button on the Colts. Um, now, you know, and you relied on Jonathan Taylor the last year and, you know, even the year prior where he wasn't at where he was yet. Right. But like, they're about to be one, three, and two tomorrow night, and like, I mean, they're in a very favorable division. I think still to this point because they're a team that could struggle in the beginning of the season and raffle off some wins. But I mean, tomorrow night, I think it's a dud by them. I don't think they have anything to give tomorrow night. No, um, I, and you're going against a team that is doo doo. Yeah, like, and good on the Titans for going into Indianapolis and getting a win after a big. Encouraging win from Indianapolis to beat uh, Kansas City the week before. Yeah, very encouraging. But for Tennessee to go in division opponent, and look, they played good. Tannehill had a very efficient game, like nothing, like you know, doesn't blow the roof off stat wise. But he was efficient, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry finally had a Derrick Henry game, which you know that was kind of like the setting tone of it. Um, and their defense stood up. Like again, I think this defense, we both said it like. You know, we thought Tennessee as a whole was trending in the wrong direction. This defense is really, you know, this year is showing that they're still good. Yeah, like, they're better than I thought they would be. They are. They, yeah. they really are. Um, they got some players down there. And, like, they got some they got some players um, that we know are good, and they got some players that we didn't know were good or, like, kind of popping out. But then we also, like, rookies. Roger McCreary, who I was a big fan of, he's one of the best – rookie cornerback so yes. far. Like, he's been playing great. Um, so that's something to build on. So, you know, good on Tennessee, and they're in the mix right now. Them in Jacksonville, the Colts, they're, they got to do something. They do. And I don't know what it is because no. I think they're stuck until they probably, like, raffle off. They're either going to raffle off a few more losses, get Reich and Ballard fired, or they're going to raffle off a couple losses, which I think is inevitable at this point. And then probably caught like catch some steam later on when everyone gets healthy, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, let's move on. Yeah. Where do you want to go now? Um, so let's pop into the let's do the Bills Ravens. Awesome. So so I saw this happening. I saw the Bills rebounding from their loss in Miami because the weather is just a big disadvantage a little bit. But let's not let's not ignore another big collapse by the Ravens. So. This is what I've been talking about. I don't know if it's – well, it's definitely some of the coaching, which I'll get to in a little bit. But, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I, I said this to you last week where I think that the Ravens are – like when we were talking about quarterbacks mm-hmm. and just the ability that they have, like I think the Ravens are not only like, you know, a Super Bowl contender, but like they're the team that they can beat anyone on any given night. Yep. And like – 
I'd argue like that they, like even with the two losses that they have to the other two best teams in the division, or, I mean in the conference, that like the Ravens are showing that they're like they're the best team in the league through a first half. Yep. Like I mean they're showing cuz not only like are they like so Miami first half 28 to 7. Uh Bills first half they were up uh 20 to 10. And probably could have been more than that and it could have been less from the Bills. They could the Bills couldn't get anything going. And then this the second half collapses from this defense. I mean I know look their secondary is not what it once was, um, where you thought it would be better, you know, with you know, Marcus Williams, Marcus Peters. Right. Um, but, like, they're, they're kind of collapsing. Like, they're like a, you know, a, a red giant, like a star that's collapsing in and on itself, where they just fall apart in the second half. And I don't know what's going on because, like, on paper, this team is, like, so just complete and stacked outside of, you know, wide receiver. But, you know, they're of getting – Look, they don't need a wide receiver. I mean, Devin Duvernay is just doing the job. And, I'm shocked at that. Yeah, but and like Rashad Bateman, we both love. Yeah, we both love him. Um, but like you know, non-factor. Um, Not in this game, though. No. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I'm saying, but they don't even need them to win. Like they can win without them. Like there's teams where it's like, hey, you need your wide receivers to help you win games. The Ravens don't need that. They don't. It'd be great if they had it. They'd probably be in better standing. But they would. Like, they don't need they don't they don't rely on that. They don't. Um, and they just keep collapsing and losing these games. But I mean, this one that'll suck the energy out of the team. It really for sure. Will. And yeah. and this one though, like so we especially last year when Harbaugh made that call to go for it on fourth down, get the win with Lamar, and like they ended up winning the game. Like everyone lauded that, myself too. Like I lauded it. I was like, love it. Right here, it's a tie game. Go for the field goal. Go for the win. Make them come down the field and either tie it up and you go again, or you know they get a touchdown, they win. You know, so be it. But right. it's a tie game. Go for the field goal there. Go for the lead with little time left. Put the pressure on the Bills. It yep. doesn't make any sense. I know the analytics, whatever, and you know I'm a fan of the but, analytics, but I mean. I mean, the analytics, of course, didn't plan for him to throw a pick in the end zone where they started out the twenty-five. But it, but it was know? also, it's but still, it's fourth down. Like throw it away. They get it at the ten. Or sure, like the five. Like, sure, too. But it's still a tie game, and the Bills only need a field goal at that point. Yeah. Like, I'd rather take the lead and make you beat me, or Fair make enough. you tie me, rather than you can just get to the thirty-five yard line and kick. You know, and, which they got further than that. But, they did. Um. But, like, it just – it didn't make any sense to me, especially a game like this where it's, like, it's against the Bills. Like, you know, you're at home. Like, take the points mm -hmm. there. Like, I don't understand it. I'm like, this game could end up mattering, like, down the road. Like, Absolutely this loss, like uh, – It's just a big bluff by the uh, Baltimore Ravens, like, moving forward. So, uh, you know what? Let's move on. Let's move on. But, I mean, you know, obviously credit to the Bills, you know, who are one of the best teams in the league. Um, Josh Allen didn't have a huge day passing-wise, but running the ball, he was terrific. He was terrific, yep. um, he, he ran a lot, actually. Um, if he runs the ball and I'm a defender, I'm like, oh, fuck. I, know, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to take Yeah, no. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Bills did what they need to do. They came back, and that's what we want to see from good teams like that, where you know you're not going to find yourself down most of the time. But when you are against another good team, to be able to bounce back and have a good second half and get yourself the win, so and take advantage of you know. Yeah, I saw that coming that the Bills have a big, big bounce back. Not a big bounce back. Well, actually, yeah, a big bounce back game. Uh, going from like the weather in Miami to going above to Baltimore and kind of like prove that they are like the team in the AFC. But I did not see the Ravens like you know collapsing in this in this kind of match. Yeah, and like again, I I didn't pick the Ravens in this game. I don't believe I did. I think um, you did. You picked the maybe, Ravens. Maybe, I picked the Bills. Maybe I did. Yeah, yeah. maybe I did. Um, but like I, I have like. I think more so than you do. I have a lot of faith and belief that the Ravens are a force. And, you know, this is twice now where they've blown it. And, like, I mean, not as bad as the Miami game, but, like, these are the two top teams in the AFC, you know, save the Chiefs, right. that you should have wins over. And if you do, are, the, Raven, are the Ravens not looked at the best team in the NFL? Can they be? I mean, I'm saying if they if they have these two wins, yeah. if, if Buffalo and Miami, if they win both of those games, they're four and zero. Yeah, and they beat Miami and Buffalo, like the that's best fair. team in the NFL. Yeah, that that's fair. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll sign up with that. Yeah, yeah, I'll always sign up with that. Uh, so let's go. We went to Jets. Oh, we made some. We made some ground here. Uh, let's go to. Want to go to Cardinals Panthers for a second? I really got nothing to say to this. I mean, I think it's just a, just a bad game from Baker. And just, uh, yeah. So and the, and the Cardinals hung in there, which is nice to see. So Kyler so. Kyler had a good um, like you know the the start was pretty slow. Um, you know, it was kind of a it was a really boring game um, for the first half. It was ten three. Yeah. Um, and Kyler had a, a really good second half. Um, give him credit; he had a great ball to um, Hollywood Brown for a touchdown. Great catch by Hollywood Brown. Um, Zach Ertz. Had a good game, which again hurt me. Um, uh, I love Ertz. You know, Zach hurts me. Yeah, um, love it. But yeah, I mean, nothing really to say like across the board. I mean, defensive wise, Brian Burns had a really good game. Ooh, Trey McBride getting some action. Yeah, huh? thank God. Finally. Yeah, love to um, see that. I think they're going to start integrating him a little bit more. Of course. Um, but yeah, like the only thing I have to really say about this game is big. Uh, first off, Matt Rule's done. Um, yeah, he, he is done, and I was I was a fan of his coming in, um, but me yeah, too, he, man. He, he is, um, he's done. <laughs> I mean, look he, at the game done. by Christian McCaffrey, dude. The rushing game, actually, the rushing game from everybody. Eight of twenty-seven for three point four yards. DJ Moore had probably an end around at some point, got like eleven yards on there because that's probably just a desperate play call just to get something going. And then you got just receiving wise, just nothing going on. Uh, well, I mean, they got nothing going on, but like you know, that's we nuts. saw we saw rule say something about the receivers getting open and stuff. Like, give oh, me yeah. a break. And DJ Moore laughed at yeah, it. You I see that? Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, give me a break. Like, I mean, Baker is just not the guy. No, he's just he's not. not. And I'm curious to see. I mean, like, look, the Panthers may be bad enough to like what we said like before, where we're mm-hmm. like, I just don't know what their plan is. Um, but they might be bad enough where they're in a position to draft a quarterback. 
um, which I think they should absolutely do. Yep. Um, because you can start with that, and then you got at least some decent talent. Cut Baker now, take your losses, and just start like freaking PJ. PJ, uh, what's his name? Tucker. Yeah. yeah. But um, go with that. Yeah, I mean, just like maybe you're gonna be a good backup quarterback for you yeah. going forward, or something B- like that. B- Baker's just like, I mean, it's just week in, week out. Like this is like at least what Baker is. He's consistent. Yeah. He he, he consistently gives you these type of games where you're just like. Ugh. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's you know, exactly it, how I feel when I watch Baker Mayfield. It, it, you know, you know, it's even more. It's not that he's like so terrible. He's just consistently, ugh. Yeah. Like just like, uh, like nothing to be excited about. Like, up oh, there's the pick. Like, you know, it's coming. Like, you know, like you'll have you'll have one good like drive or play a game. One good drive or play a game, and then the rest is just like. Just missed throws, interceptions, just holding on the ball. He still does – this is the biggest thing that drives you crazy. He still does the fucking – excuse me. <laughs> he still does the roll, like, back to the right. Like, he just – he looks, and then when there's a little bit of pressure, he runs 15 yards back to the right yep. just to throw it away or yeah. throw an interception. Or, he's going to be yeah. – he's going to always do that. That's just his he thing. He does that nonstop. That's and, look. Cool. McCaffrey, another, you know, he had a decent game catching the ball, but like eight carries. Like you're up, you're up ten to three in the first half. Why does he only have eight carries? Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I like. I mean, good win on the Cardinals, but they still haven't like really shown me anything yep. to be excited about. And Let, the Panthers are in a very bad place. Bad place. Yeah. Let's shift the Chargers Texans. Uh, Chargers won. Okay, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which again, though, like yeah. they were dominating the game to start, and yep. the Texans crawled back. And it's like I, I, I was starting to think, I'm like, look, the Texans are going to win this game, and I don't know what it is with the Chargers and the Texans, but the mm. Texans just always have the Chargers number. Yeah, like they somehow win these games, but Chargers held on. Eckler finally big game. Um, Herbert was good, thankfully after you know the the rib injury, but he had a great game. Um, Damon Pierce had a big game for the Texans. Uh, but yeah, that's really that's really all to say. Yeah, and no, I'm trying to load my page. You gotta go to the next game really fast if you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, Packers, Packers, Patriots. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, Packers, uh, you know, probably should be winning these games by more. Yeah, and uh, they should be winning a game that's quarterback by Zappy. Is that his name? Zappy. Zapp? Uh, Zappy. Zappy. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're the if you're the New England Patriots going to a game against the Green Bay Packers. And you're going against Aaron Rodgers, and your best quarterback is Zappy. Uh, you should probably win this game. So, yeah, for, sure. uh, for this to go to overtime just made me nervous for my parlay victory. But hey, you know what? The Packers won. They moved on. All right, cool. Um, do you have any more from that game or anything? Like that? No, I, really I don't know. Like, like, yeah, let's keep Rodgers had a great throw to Dobbs that was dropped. Um, Aaron Jones had a good game. AJ Dillon had a good game. I'm just eager to get to my week four picks, honestly. Yeah, at this point, that's really it. All right, cool. Moving on, baby. All right, so we got the Chiefs at – oh, no, I'm sorry. The Broncos at the Raiders. Hey, you know what? Broncos still suck. Panic button. Panic button, 100%. I think they're going to win tomorrow um, against the Colts. Um, Not because they're better, but just because the Colts have, like, nobody uh, going for them. Not, like, nobody going for them, but, like, they're missing some of their star players, which kind of sucks, but – you know, regardless, you know, I think the Raiders are, you know, I, I saw this coming. The Raiders are going to win a game at some point. 
And what better way to win the game than going against the uh, Denver Broncos? What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like good on the Raiders for getting uh, getting the win. I mean, they they needed this bad. Um, like we said, you know, the past few weeks, like they, they ha- it hasn't gone their way, but I don't think they've been playing that poorly. Um, they just haven't been getting the wins. I know that was frustrating. I know Devontae was frustrated, but. Um, this is a good win, divisional win to get back on track. Um, they scored 32 points. Um, they did a good job. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a great game um, across the board. They did a good job. Uh, so good on the Raiders. I think the Raiders will start to kind of get they're, they're one and three, but they're better than that. Kind of like how like the Giants are three and one and they're not as good as what their record shows. And the Raiders are one and three and they're not as bad as the record shows. I think they start to get a little bit more on track. Uh, Broncos. um legit just hitting the panic button i do i would be too i do have them winning uh tomorrow night but like that doesn't that doesn't take away yeah you're taking you're, you're taking advantage of a team that's like just at a loss of like injuries so. and now you and now you lost javante williams right so um, acl and lcl same injury yeah, carson had just that's a bummer yeah dude um, that sucks dude because he was a beast yeah, but yeah, no, I I'm very disappointed in the Broncos. So me too, me too. All right, so stay in division. Let's go to the Chiefs Broncos. Uh, not Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs Buccaneers. Um, what I got from this game? Um, I thought Patrick Mahomes had a mission set out from the beginning yeah. of this game to the end of it. Um, I love that like spin move and then like the oh, little toss to the end zone. Vintage Just Mahomes. Beautiful, beautiful motion. And I was about cooked at the end of this game. I'll be honest with you because I got home. I got home from this game. And uh, I fell asleep during it. Not because of the lack of excitement, just because I got up at 5. Yeah, you're cut. Went to Philly. I stayed in the cold and the rain. I, I was done. So, you know, hey. Uh, Chiefs won. Uh, there's something going on in uh, Tampa Bay. I think that they're probably I – don't, I don't know if they're the same team, man. Well, I think what's funny is – so, like, just real quick on the Chiefs, I mean – just across the board, great game, and just like the play calling was like just phenomenal. And Fabulous. Like, yeah. A lot of people are saying, yeah, like high school plays. I don't care. It's fun and it works. Yeah. Like the the run, the tight end, like lining up. I'll take it. The under center and running it in. I love that. Um, Buccaneers. It's pretty funny actually because like I was concerned about them the first few weeks because of their offense. Their defense has looked great, and their offense has looked you know worrisome. This game, I mean, they were down, so sure, obviously, they're going to be passing the ball a lot. But, you know, Tom made some great throws. Mike Evans made some great catches, yada, yada, yada. Offense looked good, even though they were playing from behind and stuff, so you expect them to air it out. But defense looked horrific in this game, especially the run defense, which has been one of the best in the league. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like The Buccaneers need to find some balance. But, you know, luckily they're in a terrible division and they have time to do so. But – uh, I mean, they're definitely not the same team. Right. Yeah. I agree. Uh, let's go to Monday night. Uh, Rams at Niners. Panic, Panic button. button. Rams, baby. Panic button. They, get, they have nothing going for them at all. I was waiting for something to happen, but, like, it feels like Matthew Stafford just looks to, like, his receivers and then always comes back to Cooper Cup. Can you imagine if Cooper Cup, God forbid, goes down? Oh, my God. They're not going to know what to do. They won't they win got a game. Allen Robinson, they which won't is, win a game. Can, wait, let me just finish paint this picture for you really fast here. Uh, Allen Robinson was highly coveted by the Eagles, and they wanted to sign him, but he intended – well, he in turn went to the Rams because he liked the, like the situation there and all that kind of stuff. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Because we traded for A.J. Brown in the draft, and we were better off with that. So, 
I mean, they don't even look his way. And if they Not do, it's all. like uncatchable passes. The chemistry is just out of sync. The offensive line is awful. It's just Their it's defense just bad. doesn't look great. They don't have a good run game. Jalen Ramsey's getting cooked. Yeah, he, he looks cooked. Yeah, he does look cooked. I mean, Aaron Donald's really the only, like, you know, bright spot. Like Yeah, he's looking around like, yeah. I came back for this? Like, yeah. he was looking at retirement? Yeah, it's just uh, it's just a disaster. Yeah. And, and by the way, and this is not even a shot like a shot at like you know the like the Niners right. being good. They're not. They're like not. they they didn't look good. Debo made a routine catch on a like a curl route. Yeah. First off, like yeah. why is everyone talking about like oh it's one of the greatest plays you'll ever see? I've seen that all over the place. I'm like yeah. it was a great play. Right. But like I see that play every week. Absolutely. Like and, Absolutely. and I'm not discounting because it's on the national fucking. Yeah. Stage. I'm not discounting like it was a great play by Debo. Um, great run after the catch, touchdown, awesome. Like I'd love to see it. Everything. I'm not discounting it, but like. People are like just like talking about this, like this is one of the better plays you'll ever see. I'm like, it's a great play. I, you know, every every team like, I see it. Yeah, like I'm really impressed by it. Yeah, I was like, holy I, crap, I Debo! Like that's awesome. Yeah. But like, I'm more so know. disappointed with the defense for not tackling him. And our guy Ramsey had a yeah. good tack, like a good position to tackle him on that play, and just whiff. You see Mike McGlinchey running up behind Ramsey, like after Debo's in the end zone, and he, and he goes up to him. He's like, he's pointing. He's like, oh, that, that's your guy. That's your guy. I love it, dude. I love it, dude. I love it. That is awesome. Ramsey, like, pushed him, like, Jeff crazy. Wilson had a good yeah. game in this game, too, as he well. He was running hard. You know, San Francisco's, you know. Nick Bosa. Nick, dude. Nick Bosa, I think, has, like, I don't know, the most quarter. I think he has 30 quarterback pressures, pressures yeah. right now. He, the closest he, is Michael Parsons at 22. I'm telling you, he, I know he got hurt. He's dealt with injuries in the past, but he is always, as long as he's healthy, he's always going to be in defensive player of the year conversation. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the best defensive players in the league. He's better than his brother. Um, he, he's a special, special player. Right. All right. So let's just end this here. Um, let's go to our week four picks. Oh, and then... real quick. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Dolphins Bengals last game. Oh, oh my so, God. How can I forget? Yeah. So just really quickly, not going to harp on it too long. Uh, Bengals got the win, uh, you know, good on them. They needed it good. You know, they're getting kind of back on track. Uh, I thought Burrow had a good game. T Higgins was a monster. Uh-huh. Um, great, great on their front. The big story of this game is obviously the, the two. Right. Yeah. And what do you feel about that, by the way? Because I'll tell you my thoughts really quick too. Um, I don't think you should have been playing. Definitely not. Yes. Because uh, I don't know. I, you know what? I'm not gonna say, I don't know your thoughts because I know your thoughts. When you see a guy in a game against the how true it was the Buffalo Bills, his knees are buckling. That's not a back injury, dude. Nope. That is a head injury, well, and you're dizzy and you're falling. You have no like. I'm sure he had a back injury too. Like probably, but like the the reason he fell like that was not because of the back. No, that was concussion, head. pure concussion, dude. And he should have been playing. And the NFL is doing their due diligence where they very they fired, fired, very fired the um, Euro, uh, um the uh, what's the weird. Called? title it's not neuro like it's unaffiliated it's like, yeah, neuro neuroscientist yeah. something like that i really like how the nflpa is stepping up in this i do too yeah. i really do um and i like how they came to an agreement fast like they're going to implement the new thing where it's like um if a player shows any sort any sort of like uh you know discomfort or after getting hit like a big hit like tua did then they take him out of the game and they can't come back in like that's well, it sometimes you got to save the player from himself because 
Connor, you've been a football player. Yes, yeah. I've been a hockey player. Whenever you get freaking hit, whenever you get like slashed or like anything, you want to play. You want to keep it's going. It's not on the player. Yeah, it's, it's not on the player. And the thing is, when I saw the the hands, like the fingers, like that, I knew exactly. I was like, that. I mean, everyone with a brain would be like, that's bad. But I was like, it was like, that's really bad. And the thing is, like that, because first off, we don't see it happen. At all, really. Yeah. That's um. There was an initial issue, and this was like the like that just doesn't happen like Randy Dandy like out of nowhere. Like that was there was already already something up. Yeah. He like got hit like that, and I was like, it's just it's horrendous. Yeah. They like, I mean, people should be fired. Um. People should be fired. People and, should be fired. Uh, like, I hundred percent agree with you. I, like, agree. There's really nothing else to say. On yep, it. nothing else to say. So let's go on to our week four picks. What do you think? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, so boys, we're, or boys and gals, we're going with our a week four picks in week the NFL five, this week. Week five, picks. week five picks. I apologize. Week five picks in the NFL this week. So we're gonna start off with the Thursday night, uh, you know, game this week. That's the Colts visiting the Broncos, and this is one of my parlays this week i always go with like a game like you know that i think is certain and i just put like a five-legger six-legger in this case it's a seven-legger parlay this week and make a pitch so i'm gonna pick the broncos this week um not that they've shown me anything but i think with the loss of jonathan taylor and loss of uh shaq leonard i think this is going to be a, a tough task for the colts even going to denver i know the crowds are going to be amped um you know, for what it's worth <laughs> with what Denver has to show. But I have this score being 24-14 Denver. I have Denver winning 20-17 to 17 in uh, just a mess of a game. <laughs> just a mess of a game. Yeah. Love it. All right. So uh, we'll save the Giants and Packers, the London game this week for the end. Uh, let's go to Steelers and Bills. And this is, again, one of my plays this week. Um, I like to do money lines, by the way. So – this is, again, my money line. Uh, Bill's favored by 14, which is just insane. And I think they probably could cover. Um, I'm going to pick the Bills this game. I think it's going to be a score of 34 to 14. Oh, I have the Bills 34-17. Ah, I love it. All right, so we got the Dolphins at the Jets. And, again, this is just a part of my seven-legger. I like the Jets again this, this game yeah. at home. I really do. I like. Uh, I don't think. T- I think Teddy's a lot more conservative than Tua is, and I think he's going to be that way in this game, especially. I love what DJ Reed has been able to do at the corner spot. So I think they're going to have a lot of secondary help, especially with Sauce Gardner on the other side, um, and they're going to be able to block those like you know short routes and like Teddy loves going for those short like you know type of plays and stuff like that. So I'm going to go Jets. I think it's going to be a 20 to 13 game. So I, I love the pick, and I'm kind of like rooting for the Jets in this one. Um, I'm gonna go Dolphins uh, of a score of 24 to 20. I think that they're gonna try to have Teddy throw the ball deep. How dare um, you go against my spread? Yeah. How I, dare I, you? I I think that they're gonna be like, hey, Teddy, just fling it. Um, I think Teddy throws a better deep ball than Tua does. So mm-hmm. I think with Tyreek there, they're just gonna try to beat him deep. Now they do got Sauce and. Um, um, they, did you read? They got oh, Sauce, DJ Reed. Reed um, Is it DJ Reed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, a reader. That's DJ Reader, who I was thinking about, the defensive yeah, lineman. Yeah. 
right, um, sorry. But, yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting, but I, I do have Miami winning at a score of 24-20. How dare you? All right, so we got the Lions going against the Patriots. Um, I did originally have the Lions in my parlay in this game. I think I might take them out because I think Mac Jones might be playing. So that does, like, hamper me a little bit. Not, th- not that Mac Jones is, like, unworldly player that's going to change the outlook of this game, but I don't know. I think he's a better pass than Brian Hoyer. I mean, uh, you can agree, and I'll agree. Yeah, that. right. yeah. That's fair. So I'm going to pick the Patriots. Um, I think they're going to win this game probably uh, 21 to 17. I have the Lions winning this game. Ooh. And I have it. That's it. I love it. I'm adding that to my parlay. Of 30, <laughs> 31 to 21. Wow. No shit. Yep. Love, love to see it, dude. All right. So Chargers visiting the Browns. Um, I still think the Browns like come to like their terms of being the team that they are without like a starting quarterback. I'm going to pick the Chargers in this game. I think the Chargers are going to win 30 to 21. I have the Chargers winning 27 to 21. And look, both teams need to win. I think they're both going to come in. I think it's going to be a good game um, throughout. It's going to be close. I think the Chargers are going to give a little bit more. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm this, this game I'm actually you know kind of excited for because I think it's going to be a fun game. And I, I think it I, is too. I also have a lot of fantasy players. I think you see game. a lot of red zone like breaks to yeah. this game. Yep. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's, let's go to the Houston Texans visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, divisional games, you never know where they're going to go. But, you know, Texans coming off a loss, Jacksonville coming off a loss. I think Jacksonville's better. Uh, I'm going to pick Jacksonville in this game. I think it's going to be a score of 23-14. to 14. So I have Jacksonville in this game as well. And I have it 23-20. to 20. Oh, okay. A little bit closer. I'd like yeah. to see it. Game-winning field goal. All right. Now let's go to NFC. Let's stay in the divisional game. NFC South battle between the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Um, I know the Falcons have been a nice story. They're scoring a lot of points. They're actually one of the uh, – I think they're the only team that has exceeded their spread expectations according to sportsbooks this year, which is awesome, but not in this game. Uh, Buccaneers, I think, are going to rebound from their loss in Kansas City. Um, I think I'm going to pick the Buccaneers at a score of 34 to 17. I have 31 17 Buccaneers. Oh, love to see it. All right. Did we pick Steelers Bills? Yeah. Okay, we did. Uh, Dolphins Jets. Bears Vikings. Um, I, I don't know. Until I see any kind of, like, you know, other than anemic offensive play from the Bears, um, I got to go Vikings here. Yep. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, 28 to. 13. I have 27 17 Vikings. They're going to score 17 points, you think? I just feel like the run with the run game, they'll, yeah, they'll get like some, some touchdowns there. Yeah, fair. Okay, so let's go to a fun one that I think. Uh, Titans at Commanders. Um, Titans coming off a nice divisional win in Indianapolis. Uh, Commanders coming off a disappointing loss to the uh, Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. I'm going to pick the Commanders in this game. And reluctantly, I should say, I think they're going to probably win one at some point, and I think this is going to be the game for them. Um, put up Brian Robinson back, which would be nice. A uh, little change of pace back and everything. But I'm going to pick the Commanders. I think they're going to win a score of 20... 24 to 20. 20. 
I have the same score. But tight. The Titans. Yeah, yeah. Right, fair. I think that while Washington's defensive front has been good, I think I'm expecting another big game from Derrick Henry. Yeah. That to be the difference maker. I don't know. I think the defensive front from the Washington is going to stop him a little bit. I mean, they're that I think. Remember, is the there's four factor. first round picks on that defensive I, line. I, I, they're great. I'm, yeah. I'm giving them credit. I think they are great. Um, I just think that Derrick Henry's starting to get back into his groove, and he's one of those guys where it's like, well, I'll tell you what, the Commanders don't win this game. They're going to turn on Carson even more than they have so already, and they're going to start turning on each other. One and four, yeah, Yeah. you have to. Bring some Uh, help. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Thank you. I have my dynasty league. I would love that. All right, so we got Seattle at Saints. This is one of my tougher games because I don't know what to expect. I know Jamison Winston, James, Jamis Winston is not playing in this game. Oh man, no Michael Thomas probably either. Probably no Alvin Kamara. I'm gonna go Seattle, man. I'm going Seattle. Yeah, I'm gonna go Seattle okay. too, dude. I think it's gonna be a score of twenty-seven twenty. I have. That's a good score right there. I'm going to have Seattle 27-23. Okay, just to make it a little different? Yeah, I like a it. Bit. I like it. But I like 27 for Seattle. They, look, they've been scoring points. They have, like, dude. 48? Gino, so, Gino is one of the best-rated quarterbacks so far. He's already got 1,037 yards, six tubs. Um, there was a funny thing I saw where uh, he is uh, – he he's putting up better numbers than Russ did, like the last year. Oh I, I, I don't God, read. I don't no read. Way. I don't read like you know so much into that or anything. But like at the same time, like I mean, he's playing really really well. And listen, I'm gonna ride that right now. As like, long as no true. Reason, yeah, there's no reason not to ride the yep. Seahawks because um, the Saints are stuck between stagnant and not great. Yep. Um, and look, Andy Dalton can move the sticks. He can get the job done. But I, and I thought he played pretty pretty decent last week. Yep. But uh, look, until the Seahawks give me a reason not to have faith in them, I'll, I'll roll with them uh, against teams like. The I'm going to roll with them as long as I can because, like I said, I think the Seattle Seahawks are like this type of team where like they're going to raffle off like a couple like impressive slash. Hey, you know what? They won this game. You know, the kind of kind of kind of feeling to it. And then they could lose like nine games sure. in a row. And, yeah. and put it this way, the Seahawks haven't given me a reason to be like, oh, I'm not gonna like not choose you in games like this. And the Saints haven't given me a reason to choose them. Yeah. Outside of Chris Olave's brilliant plays, the Saints, like, I don't think their defense has been great. No, they have not. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm rolling with I feel it, dude. I feel it. All right, so we got the Niners visiting the Panthers and um, am Not I a game I want to watch? Are they up for a letdown? The 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 Niners are they are they same thing? Even worse than with the Saints. I will not pick the Panthers until they give me the Panthers are yeah, like true. the Bears right now for me. And the Bears were you know they're two and two. Bears have won two games, ugly games. Yeah, I might add, but um, like the Panthers don't show me anything that's like. Oh, that can win you a game, right? The Niners have at least showed me like like their defense, like and you know when they got everything cooking, like again against the Rams, like Shanahan put on a Shanahan masterclass with right. the the game script and everything, and it just worked. And until I see otherwise, I'm not putting 
anything down on the Panthers. I have Niners uh, 23-14. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring just because, I don't know, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't give me anything. I think no, I mean, he's not the reason why. I'll go 17-13 Niners. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, my internet got messed up there. Let's move down. Okay, so Cowboys at Rams. I got nothing more to say. Um, I know the Rams actually much like how you just uh, discussed how the Panthers have been. The Rams don't really give me anything to pick them either at this point. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still gonna pick the Rams in this one. I think they're gonna have a situation where Cooper Rush comes down to like reality, where like they had he has maybe a bad game this game because. Whether or not those veteran players on the defensive side of the LA Rams have played, I think they're gonna like you know capitalize on it being Cooper Rush, and they're gonna have a good game against Cooper. So uh, I'm gonna pick the Rams this game um, <laughs> reluctantly. Um, Twenty-four to twenty. Need to be close. You want to talk about reluctantly? I mean, I have the Cowboys winning. Twenty-six to twenty Cowboys. Wow. Um, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Cooper Rush right now. That defense is looking really good. Um, no reason for me to, like, not ride what the Cowboys are doing right now. Um, now they got Gallup back another week. He's going to be probably a little bit more, you know, in his groove, more comfortable. And the Rams just, ugh. Like, I know. And, again, the Cowboys are going to look at these last games and like, okay, what do we need to do? Shut down Cooper Cup. Beat me elsewhere. Yep. The run game is abysmal. Yep. Uh, you don't throw the ball elsewhere. Like, we got Micah Parsons. Um, I, th- th- for me right now, honestly, there's no reason to pick the Rams over the Cowboys. For there's not. Seeing. So, uh, but it's you, me you just going with a gut. Yeah, and, and yeah. like, they're due to get back on track. They're a good team. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm going Cowboys 26-20. Fair, fair. Uh, let's go. Uh, finally, Mike Tirico has a good game to announce on Sunday night which is the Bengals going to the Baltimore to visit the Ravens. And I'm sorry. Like, I think the Ravens are going to rebound this game. I'm going to pick the Ravens. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with a score of 34 to 27. That's a good good number there. I'm going to go with 28-24 Ravens. Um, I think the Ravens do bounce back and get a much-needed win against division rival. Um, I think the Bengals continue to look good. Like, I don't think they make a lot of mistakes. They just might not capitalize on, you know, some drives. Um, But I think the Ravens get this win back. Nice. All right. So next week – well, not next week. Monday Monday night, we have the Raiders visiting Kansas – Raiders visiting the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Thank you. Love the speed. Um I'm going to go with, I think this might shock you, Raiders. Yeah. Raiders okay. are going to win this game. I think they're going to pat, they're going to, you know, build on that winning th- winning uh, game that they had last week um, against the, um, who they have? Crap, I even forget. I'm really botching this, by the uh, way. Broncos. Yeah. I'm really botching this. <laughs> but I think the Bosh. Raiders are, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to win. I think it's going to be very close to the end. I'm going to go 30-31 Raiders. Um, I like it. I can totally see the Raiders like coming in and just like 
really downing the vibe at Arrowhead, but I'm still gonna go Chiefs. Yeah, go with the I'm, same thing. I'm boring. You yeah, freaking. I, I'm, I'm boring. I'm gonna go score of 28-25. You're scared. I You're am. scared. I am scared. <laughs> All right, so let's battle back and go to the Giants and Packers. So I'll start with my pick first, and for the Eagles game, you go for yours. Um, so. I think uh, the Giants have a good chance to win this game, to be honest with you. They could. Um, because the Packers really haven't shown me anything like a lot of the top-tier teams that we just discussed. Um, I don't think the Packers have a lot of good receiving options that we have shown. Um, neither do the Giants. Yeah, neither do the Giants, yes. But they do have Saquon Barkley, who's playing at a very high level right now. And is Leonard Williams playing? Uh, so he was a limited participant. I – I don't know yet. Okay, so if he plays, that's a difference for me. I think it's going to be, like, game time okay. decision. I'm going to pick the Packers on this one, um, but it's going to be close, I think. Um, probably a lot closer than – I think a lot of Packers games will be close because they're not that they're not that good. So I just think with the veteran presence of Aaron Rodgers is what gets through this game. Um, I'm going to go 27-24 Packers. I have – actually. Let me change that. 24-20. I think it'd be lower scoring. I have the Packers winning 23-17. I think that the run game for the Packers is the difference maker. I think the run game for the Giants is the reason they score. Um, But I think that eventually they're just going to rely on the run too much. They're not going to be able to get stuff done in the passing game. I mean, who knows? They could have Kadarius Toney and Wando Robinson back for this game. But until I see it – and see them do stuff on the field, it's nothing to be excited about. Um, so I think, you know, the run game will work until it doesn't, and I think the Packers' run game will continuously work and yeah. will open up some of those Aaron Rodgers throws. And, again, you're going up against the secondary that now is also without Aaron Robinson, who has actually played pretty well. And actually Fabian, Fabian Moreau, who's coming in for the Giants, who came in last week, um, has actually played pretty well, but I, you know, I, I, I don't see it working out. So I'm going to go Packers 23-17. Yeah, but it's good. I, yeah, I just really think it's to be closer than that. But, you know, I know 23-17 is not that far yeah, away. It's, it's not. Points, yeah. It's not. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So let's go to the Eagles-Cardinals. And, Connor, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. Uh, you could pick this game first because, obviously, with our, you know, biases. So, yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to – play up a little bit to the competition right now. Um, and I think they'll score more, you know, they'll, they'll look a little bit better than they have looked this year. Uh, but I still got the Eagles. Um, uh, I'm going to go with a score of 28 to 20 Eagles. You know, I almost want the Eagles to let uh, – this is going to sound bad, but I'm just going to throw it out there the way I think it. I I I almost want them to lose it. Just so it gives them like the, hey, we're not on this like high train. They have to experience the loss to bounce back. They're not going to go 17 or no. Like they're going to lose at some point, you know, maybe a couple of games here and there type of thing. But you got the Cowboys coming in next week. I know I don't want to overlook the Cardinals, but – I think the focus, like, really – well, not the focus should really be there, but my focus as a fan is on that game. Yeah. So, if they're going to lose a game, I'd rather it be this one. Yeah. So, with that said, i got to pick the birds. I yeah. think the Eagles are going to win this game, man. Um, I think it's going to be a score of 
35-28. And I think the Eagles are going to go into the bye week at 6-0, and dude. I, I, I think there's a very good shot at that. I think it is too, man. Like, I would love to see that. I know it's a tough game going out there for the uh, going out to the Cardinals. And also, nice stat for you. The Eagles have not won in Arizona since 2001. Really? Yes. Jesus. Yeah. They came close, actually, in 2020, which was Jalen's uh, year that he started over Carson, which he had a, one of his best games that I think I've ever seen as Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. But, um, yeah, haven't won there in over, what, 21 years? Oh, now it's yeah. time to change it. You're right. Something's got to change at some yeah. point. So I'm going to stick with that. And, hey, spoiler alert, I'm going to pick the Eagles next week, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that said, Connor, yeah. I got nothing more to give you, dude. Um, that's our picks this week. And I forgot to mention my other parlays this week, but whatever. You know what? Hey, follow the three-legger. Yeah. Hey, I got nothing more to say. Let's go to week, in a week five with a nice, uh, healthy attitude. Yep. I'm <laughs> and, ready for it. And uh, peace. Peace.